Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Guests on our show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan. Maggie and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. We are going to head off to a River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, River Cree is also the sponsor of this next segment with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm good, Bob. I'm just uh, heading to lunch in uh, St. Louis. How are you? Now, where are you going to go for lunch in St. Louis? Well, right near our hotel, there's like a, I don't know if I would call it a diner, but yeah, I guess that fits. It's called Rooster, and I went there yesterday, and it was really tasty, so I'm going back there now. Well, I got, uh, as you know, barbecue is a big deal in St. Louis. You can never go wrong there. And Patrick Maroon's uh, in-laws have also got an Italian restaurant, uh, a couple Italian restaurants there. Charlie Cheetos. Yeah, Charlie Cheetos, I believe, is what it's called. So we've been there a few times over the years. All right. Yeah, uh, that's probably because you tried for a free meal, right? No, I I don't need to do that. Okay, just checking. You know, I mean, I I believe in building really good partnerships and relationships, Elliot, and sticking with him. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's very good, Bob. And at my that. and at my current weight, I probably don't need any more free meals. So, uh, look, we just <laughs> we just had Don Metz on, uh, yeah. senior producer of whatever it takes. This is a really interesting story. Um, I, I knew, you know, I bumped into Don in November, and he told me, "Yeah, I'm working on a project uh, with McDavid's uh, return from injury." But I actually had no idea of the severity of the actual, and I know there were some rumblings and some questions, especially once um, the Gary Roberts biosteel thing, right? You know where I'm going with this. But did, yep. did, I mean, and I don't want to, anyways, let's just say there's a lot of people really looking forward to seeing this documentary tonight, uh, aren't there right yeah, now? Yes. It's, it's, yeah, I think there are, and, I, and I'm curious too. I mean, I've seen... A, a chunk of it. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet. I haven't been able to. I think it's. I, I think it's a really interesting story. I mean, you know, Bob, because you're obviously around this. That 
there was some real concern, whispers in the summer about how serious this injury was and that it was a lot worse than we knew. You still there, Elliot? Good job. Yep. You still there, Bob? Bob yeah, we, we got we got you, Elliot. Keep going. Keep going. It, it, it was difficult for us to figure out how serious the injury was. We Bingo. heard rumors it was worse off. Bingo. But, yep. but, you know, nobody was confirming it, that the information was kept very tight. So I, I, now we know. We know that it could have been potentially disastrous. Uh, we know that um, I'm not sure the... Spoilers told Ken Holland uh, the full nature of it, and but we know it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And the thing I respect the most, Bob, is that, and I've said this a couple of times, I don't think true toughness is can you punch someone in the face. I think true toughness is you're faced with a challenge in life, and can you grind your way through it. And I think what we learned about Connor McDavid is that he is truly tough. He can grind his way through it. Now, and I mean this in all sincerity, I saw the early vote from the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Does he yep. now merit consideration for the Comeback Player of the Year now that this is out? You know, it's it's a really, it's a great question. You know, a couple of us were talking about this yesterday. You know, because normally, the, the, to me, the Comeback Player of the Year is a guy who had a bad year and is better. Yeah. So, and that's the history of it, right? Now, he doesn't qualify for that. He certainly didn't have a bad year. But, you know, there isn't an official Comeback Player of the Year award, but I, I think it's too early for me to answer that, but I bet you he'd get more votes than maybe you think he would. All right. Uh, I'm a fan of sports documentaries. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were talking about Boys on the Bus. I think that that's a hilarious documentary from back in the day. Great, great documentary. The ending with Glenn Anderson where he says you're only as good as your last blank uh, makes me, yeah. you know, I've watched that probably. And, hey, I'm an Edmonton guy. We used to watch at the sports bar that I used to uh, bartend at on Sunday nights uh, back, you know, back of the 90s. Uh I also really like the ESPN uh, 30 for 30, uh, yep. uh, King's Ransom, I thought was excellent on Wayne Gretzky, um, as well as the one on Bo Jackson, just because I love Bo Jackson. Uh, yep. So there's a couple there for me. Are there any sports documentaries that you personally uh, really were a big fan of? Well, you mentioned uh, Boys on the Bus. I think that's, uh, that's a great one. It's one of the first ones I really remember watching. Um, you know, there's another 30 for 30 I would name, and that's the two Escobars. Yes. Um, that, that was a brilliant documentary. I still remember where I was when, in 1994 when the Colombian soccer player, um, Andres, Andres Esco Escobar, yeah. is accidentally scored, scored an own goal. Yeah. And I remember watching it with someone who actually said, you know, he could get killed for that. And sadly, it turned out to be true. So that documentary really hit home for me. There's one, and I can't remember the name of it now, it was just on Netflix. It was about the extent of the Russian doping scandal. I thought it was really good. And I know everybody right now is talking about uh, the Aaron, Aaron Hernandez one on Netflix. Yep. Well, it's not technically a documentary. It's more of a podcast. But the Boston Globe did a six-part series with Aaron Hernandez, uh, a podcast. And I, I would tell you it's better than what you're seeing on Netflix. It is brilliant, and I would recommend anybody who likes the one on Netflix to listen to that podcast because hey, it's dynamite. How about this? At the same time at the University of Florida, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Ryan Lochte, and Cam Newton. Yeah. 
Not bad, eh? Hey, like you got it all right there. You got the Bible thumping, you know, onward Christian soldier, lifetime virgin, you know, Tim Tebow, and I mean, wow, you got a guy that's yeah. uh, you know, come from the wrong side of the tracks, and oh, it's oh, and then Lochte obviously after what happened in the Olympics, I'll have to I'll have to watch the one. On, uh, I did think uh, the New York uh, Times did a, uh, a documentary on Derek Bugard as well. The, yeah, that was by John Branch. It was uh, very well done. I thought that was very well run. All right, uh, so we're looking forward to the, tonight. After, by the way, have McDavid and Drysaddle rolled in, or is their availability a little bit later today? There's no availability today. Like the availability was last night, so I'm assuming that uh, they'll. Uh, I'm assuming that they'll be here today, and we'll just speak to them after the game. I did ask Rick Talkett. Like one of the big topics of conversation yes. yesterday was was the Pacific Division. Like what's it, like I asked Mark Giordano. Like, are you seriously worried you're going to have to handle anything in the room? And he laughed. And he said, No. Like people are professionals. And I asked Rick Talkett. I said, Are you going to like? Is there any chance, like, just for a laugh, you start McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kachuk together? And he laughed and he said, I thought about it, but I'd get killed for it. So I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, hey, Elliot, immediately following their red carpet appearances, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid will be made available to the media in the interview room uh-huh. at the event level at Enterprise Center. So there you go. Whenever they're red Okay, carpet. that's good to know. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't often have useful, uh, useful information, as most people would attest to listening <laughs> to this show uh, or not. All right. Uh, that's, we got Ken Holland coming up at 105 yep. on today's edition of Oilers Now. I know that uh, Pierre Lebrun put out an excellent piece on the athletic, and I, I'm sure you're an athletic reader. I'm an athletic reader, and yep. um, it's sort of interesting to see because obviously a lot of teams go to pro scouting meetings, uh, pro and amateur scouting meetings over the next ten day uh, period, and then we're about you know twelve to fourteen games depending on the team till the trade deadline. So, yep. um, give me uh, you know you, how many teams do you think actually know the position they're in right now, whether or not I think the, the teams that know are the teams that are really out. Okay, you know the California teams. Uh, the New Jerseys, the Ottawa's, you know, teams like that, uh, um, Detroit, like those teams know where they are. I think the teams that are trying to get, trying to win the cup know who they are. And then I think there's kind of like the teams in the middle. There's, there's Chicago, there's Minnesota, there's Montreal, there's, um, I think Montreal's leaning towards sell, but I'm not 100% certain yet. But there's Chicago, there's Montreal, there's Minnesota. Um, the Rangers have a uh, home and home with Detroit out of the break, and if they, you know, if they sweep those, they probably hold on a bit tighter. Um, you know, there's Toronto. Toronto's an interesting team. Like I think Toronto's kind of like, you know, we're going for it, but if we can get somebody who with term that we really think helps us, we'll do it. Um, that that's where they kind of are right now. So I think those are like Nashville. I think as a team that's looked to do things, hasn't been able to, we'll see what happens with them if they can't make a run. So it's like those like five or six teams in the middle there that we're all kind of waiting on. What's going on? What do you think Winnipeg's thinking right now? I, I, think, Winni- I, I think Winnipeg, the tough thing about the Jets is they're stuck because of Bufflin, right? Like, like somebody told me that, you know, they knew going into the year after after camp and the season started that because they they can't really do anything until they know what Bufflin's future is. It's a seven. It's kind of like a seven point six million dollar dead money kind of thing. So I think the way they look at it is this is our team. 
And I don't think they're going to do anything for short term. I don't think they're looking at rentals. I think if they do anything, it's with a long-term vision. But they kind of went into it with, this is our team. We've got dealt kind of a weird hand here, and we're going to go with this. And I, I just think that they're, you know, they've really, Hellebuck's been unbelievable. Yep. I think they've really competed hard. But I just think they look at it like we're kind of stuck, and we're not going to do anything stupid uh, because until we get this Bufflin thing sorted out and we kind of really know what we're going to do. Well, the other thing that's affecting a lot of teams is there's a whole bunch of teams that don't have that much cap space, Elliot. Yeah, but, you know, we're now getting to the point of the year where if you're not in long-term injury and you've been able to bank it, you're going to be able to do some things. Plus, you know, the teams that you see, like, Bob, like, every year there's a trade deadline and people say this trade deadline is going to be a dud. People are getting too close for that. And there's always something big that happens. This is the one year where I'm wondering if it actually could be a dud because I don't think there's a ton of I'm interest w- in I, too many rentals. I'm with you, man. Like, I'm looking at... Now, I'm hoping I'll be wrong, but, right. you know, teams can keep money. Like, you know, New Jersey can keep money. L.A. can keep money. That's, you know, that's something you can do. To, Anaheim has told people it will help you with your cap problem. So... I think that, you know, there's the kind of thing that, that could happen and could loosen well, up. Well, Elliot, for the purposes of uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet and TSN, man, it's kind of like uh, The Bachelor, right? This is the most dramatic rose ceremony. I mean, that's what you're hoping happens. New Jersey kind of preempted things by moving Taylor Hall. I mean, he was the biggest name out there in the fall, and boom, they moved him. They subsequently fired the general manager. How much do you think of the plausibility that Fitzgerald, who's the acting GM, steps in and picks up in the conversation points for the likes of Vatnin or Wayne Simmons or somebody of that ilk? Well, that's what I think he's doing right now. Like, they're having their scouting meetings. I think they're in Florida. And I think Fitzgerald, ever since he got put into the position, has been calling around, updating the files on where things were. So I think they're making those calls. Like, I don't think the Devils want this to be uh, – I don't think they want to tear down and start over, but I think they realize it's a big challenge. So, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to look to see, you know, what will it take to re-sign Vatanen, but it's probably a big number. And yeah. uh, I don't know at this point in time if they're comfortable with that. Yeah, L.A., I mean, they're sitting there and they've got Martinez. A lot of people think he might end up in a place like Colorado that needs a left-shot defenseman. Uh, yeah. And they've got a couple forwards. I mean, Clifford, I guess, would be a useful fourth-line forward. Trevor Lewis is out there. And then there's Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, and Toffoli, you know, it's, it's been a tough year for Toffoli. Like, uh, they've had him out for a while. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, they put him up with Kopitar, I think, to get him going a little bit. But... You know, people have been disappointed by what they've seen from Toffoli so far this year. Elliot, from my, and we've got Ken Holland coming up again here in about 15 minutes' time. I, I think yep. the Oilers are going to have a similar deadline to what they had in 2016-17. They traded Brandon Davidson, and they got, jeez, uh, oh, now I forget his name. Oh, David Deharnay. Yeah. Right? They got a little bit of a push and option down the middle, and, you know, I wonder whether or not Edmonton could... You know, potentially, I think the Oilers need another top nine forward. I don't think they have a lot. You know, like realistically, I don't think they're going to be able to get in on Pajot. I love Pajot. I don't think they're going to be able to get in him. Have you heard? Is there any possibility that Ottawa gets him re-signed, or is he likely to go to market here? I think they're going to take a shot at it. Um, but I think Ottawa, like the one thing that Ottawa's made clear is they're not going to overpay. Yep. 
So I think they've got a number, and I think it's up, uh, it's up to Pajot and his representatives to determine what does that mean. And, you know, do you think do you want to go somewhere else for more? Do you think you can get more somewhere else? I think Ottawa's going to say this is where we're, what we're thinking, and we're not going to go beyond that, and then the ball will kind of be in Pajot's court. Um, you know, I think with you guys, look, Ken Holland's already made it pretty clear. He's not looking at giving up big draft choices, right? right? Yep. That's why he wasn't in Taylor Hall at the end. So I think if you guys fidget, it's going to be something that, you know, he know that, that he knows it's not going to cost him a ridiculous price. I think that's kind of where we are right now with you guys. Yeah, well, and let's not forget, the Oilers are going to have to give Calgary, unless uh, Milan Lucic goes on a scoring run here, uh, 10 goal separation between Neil and Yeah, Lucic. he's going to give up that third rounder. Give up the right. third rounder, and um, I wonder whether or not we get to the draft, and if Edmonton's, you know, drafting somewhere between, for the sake of argument, uh, 17 to 23, if, yeah. Ken Hall, if Ken Holland doesn't try to trade down to like 28, 29 and get himself a, a third round pick or something to offset that, because I think they want to accumulate some picks here. Elliot, uh, what's the uh, betting line on McDavid winning the fastest skater? Uh, you know, it was funny. I was talking to Chris Kreider yesterday about that. He said, I said, You think you can beat McDavid? And he kind of laughed. And he said, uh, I hope I get to go first. Um, you know, he said, I just hope I don't fall. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, Okay, who's going to beat him? Well, I better not hear Dylan Larkin because Dylan Larkin got a run and start when they timed him. And ever st- well, that, but Dylan Larkin's not here, right? Oh, because so, he didn't want to go. Which <laughs> yeah, but he did apologize for that to his credit. He, he, he did apologize. You can for tell that. It's, like, it's the Canadians have rubbed off on him over the years, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, but like uh, you know, uh, I guess you know, Kreider's the one like. I really, I like Kreider. I mean, I'm not betting against McDavid. I got to check and see if there's betting. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Nods on this, but I'm not betting against him. But if Kreider goes early, I think he's got a chance. So do I. Uh, speaking of Kreider, we'll wrap up with that. You think he gets traded? You know, I, I, I would say, I would say, I would give slightly above fifty percent. Yes, but. Like I'm not, I'm not wholly confident in that. Like, I, I think the Rangers are really seriously thinking about it. Like, you know, you look, they they got a deal with Zibanejad in a year. D'Angelo all of a sudden is a great arm case. Like, I don't think it's a question of whether or not they want him. I think it's a question of what it costs them to do it. So, I think they're going to take a real run at it. I'll say above fifty percent. Yes, he gets dealt, but 
not something I'm wholly confident in. All right. Does uh, Georgiev go before, the, or does he go by the deadline, and does Carolina get a replacement for Hamilton? I think Carolina will look at a D. Um, I think Carolina is one of the teams that looked at Alec Martinez, too, by the way. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think Carolina will look at a D. I think also, you know, and they might look at a goalie, too. Like, I could see them potentially looking at Lanner um, if he's available and doesn't sign. Um, you know, I, I sorry, I, 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 Gorgiev, the one thing that's interesting, Bob, is it sounds like hard, uh, the Rangers are considering calling up Shostorkin for good. Yes. So that complicates the situation. Can you have three goalies the rest of the way? It, it, well, you got to do it for a year and a half, right? Like, well, they'll get I, a, like I've had, he'll, Yeah, he'll get moved this summer. I'm just saying, does he get yes. moved? By, does he get moved by the deadline? Does somebody upgrade their goal right now? I, I'll, I'll tell you this: like the Rangers, they don't want. They want a lot for him. Yep. Uh, I got one final one for you. It's sort of a late developing story out of Carroll. Eric Halla, what's going on there? Have you heard anything? No, I have not. Um, that's a good question. I should ask around here. Okay. I have not. Elliot, we always appreciate your time. Uh, thank you again for joining us on uh, Oilers Now and educating our listeners as you do every week. No worries, Bob. Have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, enjoy the the All-Star and the documentary, bud. Absolutely. That's uh, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. want to tell you that you have your opportunity to uh, hit the road with the Oilers on a great trip to Chicago. I would assert to you that uh, Chicago is the best U.S. city we go to. Okay, it's a big league, uh, big big league money with Midwest values. It's just uh, it's an awesome sports city. You get a chance to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. A tremendous experience to be in the United Center for that game. Just the opening, just the the, the energy that courses through your veins as they sing the. Uh, the two anthems. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets. You get a chance to see Kirby Dock, who right now has been equally as good, if not better, in my opinion, than Jack Hughes. Um, so we're going to have a welcome reception. We'll have special guests dropping by. Tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field for the Oilers now. Chicago Roadie. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.55 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back on Oilers now, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.